When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. From Postcard from the Past and Wardour Studios, this is Podcast from the Past, the programme where we do what the postman must surely have been doing, reading other people's postcards. Each time on this podcast, my guests bring in postcards that for some reason they couldn't bear to throw away, and we find out exactly what they decided to hold on to, why they held on to them, and what those cards mean to them. I'm Tom Jackson, and my guests today are Eamon Ford and Viv Groskop. Eamon and Viv, I'm delighted that you're here. Yay, we're delighted to be here too. Yes, we are. Now, Eamon is a music journalist with a difference. Uh, If you like popular music, you'll almost certainly have read his work in The Guardian and Q magazine. But in a field where enthusiasm, snootiness and far-fetched analogies sometimes pass for acuity, Eamon brings to music journalism an unusually analytical approach, unpicking the cold, hard economic facts of the music business and at a time when the business model for the music industry as a whole is in a state of apparently endless flux to avoid terminal decline, he's quite a busy chap. Eamon arrived stamped with a postmark from just outside Ballymena. Eamon, are you still a sender of postcards? Do you know what? I'm not. I haven't seen a postcard for a long time. I used to, when I went on holidays, send my parents a postcard. And invariably, you've mentioned the uh, the postman. The local postman would read everybody's postcard, <laughs> so I would leave a message every time with the postman to stop, tell them to stop reading the uh, postcards. But it just kind of <laughs> fell by the wayside. I don't know. I'm really bad. Well, I, you'll get your fix of postcards today anyway. Good. Uh, and Viv, Viv Groskop is a journalist, comedian, broadcaster and author. Her first book, I Laughed, I Cried, was an account of performing 100 comedy gigs in 100 nights. And her latest book, The Anna Karenina Fix, draws on her fascination with all things Russian. In it, she attempts to extract useful, definable life lessons from a dozen classics of Russian literature. It's very funny, and although the lessons are sometimes painful, the book manages to combine both an excellent primer on the Russian classics and an honest and touching memoir. It also contains an excellent story about a clown who doesn't think he's a clown, so becomes a world-class hedgehog trainer. If you want to know more, you'll have to buy the book. Now, Viv arrives bearing a variety of postmarks, a smudged Russian one, cancelled by an inky Polish one from Łódź, and a very clear Somerset one from Bruton. Now, Viv, when did you last send a postcard? Oh, goodness, now you're asking. Send a postcard... 
Do you know, it's so long that I don't even remember. Well, sometimes when I'm away, because I'm often away um, doing the Edinburgh Fringe in August, my children send me postcards, which is really, really oh, sweet. Nice. I know. And I'm never away from them for more than a week. And they normally come up to Edinburgh for about two and a half weeks of the Fringe. Um, but that's really lovely. But I know it's so sad because I used to be a massive, massive pen pal person when I was a child. And it's how I actually came to speak a lot of languages. uh, And that eventually led to me learning Russian. So I had pen friends in Belgium, France, Spain, Israel, all over the place um, when I was a teenager. And I used to send them postcards all of the time. So maybe I got it all out of my system there. You're like the spirit of anti-Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. I know. It's very painful for me at the so moment. Postcards really are woven into what became your life with the, the languages and then the, the Russian literature. And... Oh, they are actually, yes, because... Growing up in Bruton in Somerset, and the reason I'm so fascinated with Eamon's accent is because my mum is from the same part of the world, from a tiny place um, outside Ballycastle called Mosside that's very similar Mm. to the village I grew up in in Somerset, both very kind of closed places and slightly left behind by time when I was growing up in the 1970s, 1980s. And postcards and letters and waiting for the postman, that was my window on the world. And that was how I found out about what was going on outside Bruton. So in the days before the internet, postcards and letters, that was my internet. And Eamon, how about you? I I have this idea that everyone's lives are somehow tracked by postcards, whether it's true or not. Maybe maybe I'm seeing the world through a postcard-shaped window. I don't know. But do you see a cultural parallel between your work with music and postcards? Um, I I could suggest it's a a sort of shifting popular gallery of cards flying across the country. Is that like the endless stream of music from Spotify? It could be, (laughs) I guess. If if we want to be crass about it, postcards were the original peer-to-peer communication. It was like direct communication outside of the kind of traditional media. So maybe, yeah, maybe it's the kind of the original social media, the original peer-to-peer. I love uh, the idea of this is the advert for postcards. Peer-to-peer media. (laughs) (laughs) If if only they thought of it, they'd still be going. Yeah, I I know where you live. Well, before we flip over the cards that my guests have brought along, I'm going to start the ball rolling with a couple of cards I brought to the studio. These are cards in the postcard from the past style, uh, the kind you've seen on Twitter in my book. And um, I thought I'd share a couple with you. These have not been on any social media, so this is an exclusive. So the first card I brought along is a picture of Cardigan. Uh, Cardigan in Wales, not a cardigan. And it's a lovely river scene, actually, taken presumably from a helicopter or a balloon. Oh, it's an, an I shot. guess that looks kind it of actually, 1960s, 70s. Though. It's from the era when any photograph looks like Technicolor vomit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Technicolor vomit. Yes. But it, it reminds me of, do you remember that there was a, a kind of drive in the 70s and 80s where you would get people who would just fly, they would hire a helicopter and take a picture of your house? Yes, and charge you a lot for the photograph. Yeah, yeah. We had one of those, which was. There's uh, a bit yeah. of an alarming pattern emerging here of you knowing where people live. Well, Damon. exactly. Yeah, well, there were were a lot of helicopters in Northern Ireland in the 70s. That's all I'll say. So were security helicopters doubling up, taking people's houses? They might might as well. They've got to pay for it somehow. I'm looking to see if there's an old cash in the garden. But while I'm here... Yeah, well, I don't know. Somebody's going to have to pay for it after after the the border issue isn't solved after Brexit. So who knows? (laughs) Well, I'll give you the message from this one. It's very brief, and I've selected uh, pretty much the whole message. Very simple. All well... Car okay, money almost gone. It's a metaphor for life, isn't it? It is. That's basically every holiday I ever had as a a child. (laughs) 
Okay, now this one's a. I'll do one more of these, and then we'll get on to the uh, the, the the meat in the sandwich. These are. It's a French card. La Maison de la Duchesse Anne. Oh gosh, this person's not having a very good holiday, I'm afraid. I am very young compared with the rest of the party. And this side <laughs> is not too good. Oh, can I just have a look? I want to see where it is. Were they on a coach party or something? Duchesse. I guess, or, or yeah, some kind of. Ah, this is Saint Malo. Okay. You know it? Yeah, Samalo. You didn't I have a holiday to... in 1976. I, I did not, but not long afterwards. So uh, maybe I felt the chills <laughs> from this person's yeah, unfortunate icy hand of the recent past. Eamon yes. and Viv, you've both been kind enough to come along today with lots of carefully selected postcards. Um, and I should just alert the listener to the fact that all these cards, because we're going to be scanning them, are going to be on the website so you can play along at home. Eamon, what's the first card you'd like to share with us? The first card, okay, this is uh, this is a beautiful piece of artwork, original artwork, uh, drawn by my niece in Germany as a thank you for a uh, birthday present. Oh, no, sorry, a Christmas present. Her birthday is in November, and so there is that problem of sending birthday presents and then sending a Christmas present. So, yeah, so it's a little thank you card for uh, a present I got her. So I don't know if you want me to read it out. Only what you're comfortable reading. Okay, no, there's, there's nothing, nothing there, nothing nothing scandalous, I think. So it's Shouldn't got a lovely, a it's got a lovely uh, I think this was probably about four or five years ago, so she would have been maybe six at the time so it says at six or seven dear uncle thanks a lot for your present for christmas just as i was wondering why i wasn't getting any more presents anymore and started to unpack sweets and other things your present arrived exclamation oh, mark that's adorable. Oh. I, I couldn't wait till the water was poured into the bath and i could play with the mermaids papa sent you a picture of it love from victoria it was i'd got her like thing from Hamley's so it was like a kind of a bath set so like lots of toys that oh, you could perfect. play with Papa sends you a picture of yes, it yes. maybe not so much now yeah maybe not in, in the yeah. current in the oh. current climate but that is but yes. adorable yes so that uh, and but it paints I, a perfect picture doesn't it, it? it waiting it, for the bath to be fooled ready so you can play yeah yeah but it also is that it, it's got that kind of tinge of being written under duress in the same way that you had to do after your birthday <laughs> presents or Christmas presents and you had to write to all of the aunts and uncles who Hang bought on you. Hang on a minute. Go. You said this was written when this child was how old? I'm thinking, when was this? She's 11. So maybe this was about seven? Yeah, you think a seven-year-old can yeah. write like that? I guess so. Do you have children? I don't have children, no. Mm. Do you think it's been perhaps... This has been yeah. written by a parent. Do you think? I'm almost certain well, see, that, you, you see, that's destroying all the illusions. Sorry, but... Because that's my brother's handwriting, <laughs> Well, which I think is that terrible. might be your like, brother's ha- wife's right, okay. handwriting. Possibly, but then I'm she just was... guessing because I have a seven-year-old child. Oh, right, OK. He would have fitted about three words but onto that. are you saying that. it's right, completely okay. fake, or has it been dictated by the child? I think it's been dictated, and I think it is actually surprisingly authentic. The joy is authentic. I think right, so. Okay. I think. So let's strip no more joy from you see, I, I, have, I, I feel I, like I have, I've ruined your <laughs> life now. I have no children, so I have no idea. Kind of, but then she is brought up. She's brought up speaking she German might be a and genius. English. So well, she, yeah, she, you know. So I don't this know. This could be can... a genius child, and I may have very stupid English children. But her um, illiterate English hmm. children. Her. But then the, the drawing on the front, is, yeah, is, that is would suggest, abstract. yeah, that would suggest that he probably didn't write that. So yeah, yeah, the style of drawing, which is basically just scribbling all over the place, doesn't really match the elegant calligraphy. Yes, yes, I think that might have been that may, have been, that? that may have been her mother who wrote that because it's. I've got... just ruined everything now, haven't I? <laughs> so no, it's absolutely fine. But then because I haven't looked at it for ages, so I'd be just kind of 
at the time thought, well, clearly her mum wrote this and she dictated it and then completely forgot. So, yes. But it's no. a very, very sweet card, isn't it? It is a very nice card, yeah. It's and a, did they uh, buy a blank card ready to scrib- scribble on? I guess so. So maybe she was kind of forming out these wonderful kind of abstract, it's got, five different colours over. There's a bit here where it all goes a bit black, which is a bit like in the fast show where yeah. the painter corridor goes, the black, the black. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so maybe, I don't know, maybe that's a sign of impending doom or something. I don't know. It's a, yeah, it's a foresh- foreshadowing of the complexities of life ahead. Oh, yeah, foreshadowing of Brexit. So it's basically just going, <laughs> we will be no longer connected in the in the same uh, common market. So, yes. Well, uh, Eamon, thank you very much for sharing uh, your niece's Jackson Pollock card. That was terrific and... and um, very, very sweet. Very, very sweet. Viv, what's the first card you'd like to share with us? Well, I have a slightly different card to, I feel, all the other cards that are here. Um, I do have a lot of cards that were sent in the post as well from the 70s and the 80s, but I tend not to catalogue them because I find them too emotional. Oh, yeah. So I sort of hide them. Otherwise, <laughs> I would just read them all the time and cry. But that's, <laughs> probably, that's probably another programme. Yeah. Um, so the card that I've chosen to bring is a card that I've had for only a few months and it's an illustration from the front cover of a cookbook from 1951 and it just says Jewish cookery by Leah W. Leonard and it's lots of pictures of um, fruit and vegetables and strangely a bull as if that is perhaps something you might want to cook in Jewish cookery and I've had it on my, on the, at the side of my desk for a few months now because it's a card I picked up when I was signing the first copies of my book in Penguin who published my book The Anna Karenina Fix and when I was signing the first copies of this book which obviously is a great moment <laughs> for any author um, they gave me these these cards, which are just their cards of front covers of Penguin books that have been published in the last hundred years or whatever. And if you want to send any of the books to anybody, you write a message on a card. So I was sending various books out to people and selecting postcards. And I just, without thinking, picked this one up and almost wrote on it. And then I looked at the front of it and thought... No, I can't send somebody a card that says Jewish cookery (laughs) because, spoiler alert, part of my book is about me turning out to be Jewish but not Jewish and Russian but not Russian. And I just thought if somebody reads that, they're going to think, oh, this is a book about all about Viv Viv being Jewish and it's going to ruin everything. The narrative shortcut. Um, I've sort of, then I I kept it for myself and I've written on the back of it, and this is, again, a typical thing that I do with postcards all the time. I've written on the back of it, San Pietro Taormina. Which I looked at it this morning and thought, Viv, what is that about? (laughs) And then I realised it's the name of a hotel in Sicily, which I would like to visit. Oh, so we can now follow the advice. So I will have read about that somewhere and I will have thought, oh, I'd love to go there. I need to write it down on one of my postcards. (laughs) And then I have these things joshed around the place. And so often... I will find on these postcards things written on the back that make no sense. And it could be a place I want to visit, the title of a book I'll never write, (laughs) uh, an idea for a brilliant article that I never pitched to anyone. And they're just little snapshots of my subconscious. Brilliant. That's what I really love about postcards. I'm going to be buried in a kind of avalanche of post-it notes because my house is just covered in post-it notes. (laughs) Do this, remember to do this. For me, whenever I see this next to my desk, it reminds me, you're not Jewish, except you are a bit. (laughs) (laughs) And have you looked up the book? Have you found the book Um, yet? No, I haven't found this book, actually, but I do have a collection of 
Jewish cookery books. And that, again, it's also a reminder to me of go read Claudia Roden, go cook some more Jewish stuff, make some latkes, come on. <laughs> so I, I think postcards are really useful things to have around to remind you of parts of yourself that you tend to forget. So you're sending postcards to yourself, really? Yes, I am. Mm. How deep is that? Wow. Okay, before we go on to the, uh, the third of our cards, um, I'll do one more of mine now. Let's see what we've got here. This is a nice card. So I don't get to do the emotionally heavy ones. I get to do the light <laughs> ones. It's very much a sort of hand-coloured, I think, or it's certainly oh, hand-tinted. nice. Western, Western Supermare. Um, yeah, the beach looks like something from That looks like years from ago. the 50s, is it? The card is from... I'm afraid I can't see. It'll be from the 50s, I think. Uh, it was Friday the 18th. We can we can we can search. There's only there's only ever been one Friday the eighteenth. Yeah, 18th, yeah. So we and that can, was nineteen fifty eight. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh yeah, now I chose this one because it just has a really strange use of words, um, which you may or may not find strange, but I do. At Weston, we went out onto the pier and had great fun at the amusement arcade. Mummy and I went on the ghost train. It was gorgeous. <laughs> Oh, that's adorable. I just can't but imagine worrying. calling a ghost train gorgeous. But um, yeah. no, no, people can find the beauty in the most terrible things. Exactly. Yeah. I suppose maybe the day was gorgeous. The whole day. <laughs> I wonder if they meant to say ghoulish. Maybe. Maybe it feels like a wrong word. It does it? feel yeah, yeah, yeah. like a wrong word. <laughs> but I've not made it up. It's, it's clear as day. It was gorgeous. That's amazing. I, I like that. The gorgeous. Ghost I like train. the way that I like. Do they put ghost train in inverted commas as well? Don't they? Yes, in case you were kind of, uh, yeah, yeah. it's not quite a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, you're listening to Podcasts from the Past, and my guests today are the music journalist Eamon Ford and comedian and writer Viv Groskop. Eamon, what's the second postcard you brought along that managed to dodge the recycling plant? We'd say it, it managed to dodge the recycling plant because it's the most recent card that I've got, which uh, it definitely came within the last year, but I reckon it came within the last couple of months. So to set this up, it's basically, it's blue background and it's got white, one, two, three, five 
words in white and it, all in, in caps, and it just says, "Just stop talking about yourself." And this is on the front. This so is the this, image. Yeah. yeah, this is on the front, and then it just goes to Eamon. I saw this and block caps immediately thought of you. So that is from my friend Louise, who I met because she is a photographer for the Big Issue. She is a terrible, terrible person, a dreadful bully. So if she's listening to this, I'm now asking her to stop gaslighting me and bullying me and victimise me. <laughs> she's not. She's the just the loveliest, sweetest person in the world. And uh, this kind of symbolises this kind of cultural rebirth in a way. Because we kind of bonded. We met through The Big Issue. I write for The Big Issue. She takes pictures for The Big Issue. And about a year and a half ago, we met. And we ended up on a couple of jobs together. And then we just started talking about art and going to see kind of museums and galleries and stuff like that. So, And then it just suddenly became this thing. And it's kind of become this thing that we've now kind of called Cultural Friday, which is because we're with freelance. We kind of, every other Friday, roughly... We'll kind of cut off early and we'll go to an exhibition because really? we felt that we weren't going to enough exhibitions and stuff was coming and going and we Free were last missing. Friday with Louise and Eamon. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Yeah. So I think and, I've seen it on BBC yeah. Two. And we 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 it's all terribly organised. We have a list because I do the What's On guide for the big issue, so I'm writing about stuff that's coming up in oh, a so couple you, of months. You know time. what's on. So I'm going right. Should we go to this and this and this? And invariably, it will end up. Uh, in Soho, eating pizza and then having a drink. So this is, it's just our little thing that we have and that outsiders aren't allowed to encroach on. And there's a whole run of jokes. So every time we go to an exhibition, she will buy a postcard from that exhibition and I will buy a fridge magnet. And we're getting to the point now where I'm waiting. Every time I buy a fridge magnet and put it on my fridge at home, she's gone, has it crashed through the floor yet? <laughs> weight of the fridge magnet. So that's just a little kind of, it's a thing that she always, she always buys postcards at things and exhibitions. And it's just a little kind of, it's just a nice little reminder of somebody that you kind of, you bond with immediately and just go, let's just go and see as much culture as we possibly that's can. So we lovely. bond over our mutual hatred of Brighton as well so, because she absolutely because her when, when she was going out with her husband before they got married he lived in Brighton and she used to go to Brighton a lot same she hates Brighton and so do I and she mentioned Brighton and I went I don't like Brighton and she went thank god I hate Brighton so now it's, it's, it's amazing it's a, so how, this long is kind have, of, how long have you known each other only about a year and a half oh okay because yeah. this, is, this, is, so this is I love like this kind of relationship between a writer and a photographer yeah. who work on the same publication is a relationship that used to be very common in my life yeah and in recent years that relationships disappeared because there are hardly any publications now that employ yeah. writers and photographers and mm-hmm. very few that employ them to work together yeah so this is quite an we've unusual only, yeah, relationship we've only done a have. couple of kind of jobs together but we just kind of we just knew each other kind of through the big issue and yeah uh Guests are in, are allowed to come along. Her mum came along once because her mum's from the Midlands and came down to London and we were doing some stuff and she said, can she tag on at the end? And then uh, her friend came along as well. But they're not allowed to be kind of permanent members of this no, thing. you've got to have rules. Like, you've yeah, got to have rules. So it's just the two. Outsiders are not allowed in and she, uh, she did a writing course last year and she wrote a story about this as well. And lots of people went, oh, can we come along on your Cultural Friday thing? And she went, no, you absolutely cannot. So kind of this is our little thing. So we we're kind of good. maybe every two three weeks we'll go and do stuff and and it's just a really good, it's actually a really good thing because there's so much stuff happening in London that you kind of go oh, we'll get around to that. But if you have someone there who's kind of fortunate and they, she suggests things that I might not normally think of, and you kind of you go along and you do that, and I'll suggest things and 
so it's, it's kind of a way to kind of make the most of London. We actually have a kind of culture buddy, which is Brilliant. really nice. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's a nice little reminder of that. Yeah, and I like it because it's it's your, your the postcard is a symbol of something new and forward-looking. Yeah. Because there is an inevitability that you kind of use postcards to look back a lot. They, yeah. They, they are nostalgic, they look back. But it's nice. This is yeah. a modern thing. This is happening in your and life it's now. Obviously, it's, it's kind of it's a relationship based on uh, taking the piss out of each other as well. <laughs> in a very nice way. Not in, in a, a positive nev- way. Never in a, in a malicious way. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, so it's <laughs> a nice, that, you, nice that, little reminder of that. In your own way, you've described friendship. Yeah, I think that's terrific. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. So well, I think I think everybody every, everybody should have someone that they can go to galleries with. Very good, very good. Yeah, no, I think I think we're in agreement around the table. So. <laughs> Viv, what's the second card you've got for us? Well, in contrast to Eamon's beautiful offering, <laughs> uh, which celebrated platonic love, my offering shall celebrate romantic love oh, and excellent. the love of a wife for her husband. Oh, wonderful. Uh, my husband, if he's listening to this, will be thinking, oh, who is she talking about? Uh, this <laughs> is it some other husband she has? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is a postcard which was given to me by my husband in... 1998, yes, which was the year that we met. So 19 years ago, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be, have known each other for 20 years next year. We've been married for 17 years. And it's a postcard which is a reproduction of a 1950s image of um, a a stereotypical nuclear family where the father is sitting in front of a fireplace flanked by his obedient pussy bow blouse wearing wife <laughs> uh, with the children, two children sitting uh, by the fireside and they're all sort of smiling and looking very happy in 1950s and they have this weird contraption in front of them which I thought was some kind of cine camera but my like husband an outboard my, yeah my husband informs me it's an outboard motor for me, as far as I'm concerned that's Indoors. a man thing to know so this family is sort of admiring oh, for the, the new speedboat yeah surely. the acquisition for the new speedboat yes. yeah and I love it. my husband but is this some kind of is it, is, is it like a pop art piece no, I, the, the I whole think... idea of kind of weird juxtapositions of kind of the family I, home and then just I don't like think a weirdly any, no irony there. object. I huh? really don't know, and you can't tell from what's on the back of the cards. I mean, it's clearly a reproduction of some kind, but anyway. So mm. my husband has written on the back of it, and this wasn't posted to me, he just gave it to me. And he's written Sheen, question mark, as in the suburban part of southwest London. Oh, yeah. Sheen, question mark. Today, question mark. No way. <laughs> and then he's put Double a, exclamation a, mark. a heart with yeah. an arrow going through it. And this was a joke that I'd forgotten that we had when we were first met each other, um, which I never quite understood because he lived in Putney in southwest London when I met him and I lived in north London. And... He was always talking about all the places in southwest London further out than Putney that he thought were really sad and tragic places to live and <laughs> represented like a death of the soul. Yeah. And Sheen was yeah. one of these places, like there's places like Sheen and Mortlake and Barnes, which are very moneyed but very boring. And they do represent this nuclear family and sort of death of ambition, really. And when we first met, I think my husband was he's a little bit older than me and I think he wanted to make out that he's young and hip and groovy (laughs) and he wasn't about to move to Sheen (laughs) and so he gave this to me and it had I think more meaning for him than it did for me because I didn't have this prejudice against Sheen I didn't even know what it was but the brilliant thing having kept this this is why you must always keep your postcards we now live not that far from Sheen we live in Teddington (laughs) and we've moved to a place that is exactly like Sheen in fact we've moved further away 
like Sheen would be the big smoke for us now. Wow. So we've moved almost to the other side of this weird nuclear family (laughs) picture. And I showed this to my husband this morning. We had a massive row about it Um, because I was telling him all of this and saying what it represents for me, that sometimes the thing that you fear is actually the thing that you want the most. And when you get it, it actually makes you very happy and you just have to embrace it because we do have this um, scene. We know you have three lovely children, all of that nonsense. And But my husband said, oh, that's funny that you think that because I think the opposite, that actually this picture that I sent to you all those years ago represents a, a stereotype that we will never be, partly because the wife looks extremely subservient. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, yeah. It's, it's all a question of perspective though, isn't it? Really? yeah. But I like this idea that... So is this partly there for for the grace of God, but also... Yeah, kind of. We're slightly in denial of of the way we're heading? I think so. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I think um, when we met, my husband was sort of in his early 30s and I was in my mid-20s and I wasn't afraid of growing old. Right. Whereas he was. Oh. I like, I like yeah. the fact that you kind of mentioned holding on to that because when I was digging through postcards for this, I was kind of... I hadn't like had many postcards for years. Kind of, I think email kind of killed all of, of that, course. and because I had loads of friends, uh, university, and we were kind of very early on email from like kind of ninety four using email a lot. So kind of everything from the kind of the mid nineties onwards, at all there was like all of that correspondence fell off a cliff, uh, and then just digging through old postcards and remembering kind of in jokes and yes. references from mm. twenty years ago and going. Oh God! That was the thing that we used to talk about, and you completely mm. forgot about that. And and they're then, ca- like they're captured it was in amber, like... then, then they're still there. That's mm. the point. They, yeah, yeah. They, and sometimes they can be slightly uncomfortable to read now, but they're still there. And mm. the emails are flown away with. Well, that is, I do think that's what's interesting about the way that we treat postcards now and maybe in the last 20 years compared to a lot of the postcards that you have on the Twitter feed and in the book that are from much earlier, mm. a much earlier era. And now everything is irony and jokes and almost being a bit, oh, aren't we silly to write a postcard? Whereas what's so brilliant about your postcards is that they are deeply serious. Yeah. Yeah. They're never... unselfconscious. Yeah, they're completely unselfconscious. All the cards we talked about today are going to be on the website, including uh, the controversial card that Viv brought in. I don't think it's controversial. (laughs) I just think think it's uh, uh, polysemic, I think. I think there's a lot of layers of meaning there. I'm also going to be keeping an eye. I don't want Eamon to take it home. I think he's become slightly obsessed with it. (laughs) No, I'll I'll just nick the scan off the website. That'll be fine. But no, I'm just... I'm, I'm intrigued... I mean, yeah, I just think it's 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 that kind of weird, slightly sinister subtext to it as well. Like the idea of like people admiring an outboard motor. I'll do one more of my little postcard from the past cards uh, before we uh, more or less wrap up. Now, this is a card, um, the Elan Valley, which I think is Wales on the Welsh borders, perhaps. I don't. I, I'm not even going to make a stab, but it sounds like If I'd like researched it, it, I would know. Uh, but it's a huge, huge. Um, dam, I suppose, um, which is, I think, being used as some kind of hydroelectric plant as well. Um, basically a massive waterfall in a beautiful green landscape. And the, the message I've taken from it is um, it actually has a bit of a... Uh, it feels a bit like one of the philosophical lessons from your book. Viv. Perhaps I'm not indispensable after all. Oh, oh, I love that. We should all ponder that, I suspect. 
Yeah, that's Makes like that. Uh, who was it who did the uh, the six word short story? It was kind of Hemingway. Uh, the Hemingway kind of uh, four seal baby shoes. Yes. Worn. Oh yeah. So there's, there's something like that. Like, can you create a whole novel in six yeah. words? And there's something. Well, you could you could get that inside a fortune cookie, and you you'd never go to that restaurant again. You know? <laughs> Perhaps I'm not indispensable after mm, all. Yeah. That's right. a, yeah, it's kind of like the end of a Bond movie, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I expect you to die, Mr. Bond. Well, well no, I'm not indispensable. Maybe <laughs> it's what the woman in my picture is thinking as she looks at the outboard motor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, perhaps it's, it's I'm not <laughs> indispensable yeah, yeah, after it's, it's, all. It's wheels within wheels. Yeah, there you go. Now, one last card before we, before we do go our separate ways. I wanted to... You're the music man, Eamon, so have a look at this one. Okay. Oh, that's gorgeous. Oh, wow. oh here we go. <laughs> How wonderful. What does that say? Uh, what I'm looking at here is uh, a kind of an oversized postcard of a port, uh, I guess shot in the 40s to the 50s, because it looks like it's got that hand-coloured kind of technique. But then, kind of beaten into it, or grooved into it, is a record. It, it kind of like a postcard slash flexi-disc. Exactly right. I yeah. feel like so, I used to have these as a child. I've never actually seen one of these in the wild, so to speak. <laughs> I this, think is this is wonderful. Is, 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 what's, is there, does it say where it is? Uh, uh, what's uh, Brixham, is that a place? Oh, yeah, Brixham, Brixham. in Devon. Yeah. This right. is where okay. my husband oh, right. was born. Okay, yeah, glorious Devon. Right? This is so weird, isn't it? <laughs> right, but it says sensational Vista sign, the singing picture for use on modern record players. For best results, uh, use only light eight pickup. But there's no, uh, yeah, so play at 45, so John Peel could uh, play that at 33. Exactly. And get it at the wrong speed. Shall we see if we can make it play? Oh, yeah. David next door has been keeping our voices more or less on track. And uh, let's see if we can make the old technology combine with the new. (gasps) Oh, wow. Good running. Yeah. (gasps) Home and tall green meadow and laid a bird on the waving bar. Might even be. This is the kind of music you listen to in, in Somerset, wasn't it? <laughs> well, we're mixing up Somerset, Devon, and Cornwall here. But... Oh, come on. <laughs> this is still number one, isn't it? This is kind of your equivalent of the Brian Adams song. It's definitely pro Devon rather than Somerset. Right? Yeah. Guys, who needs iTunes? Exactly. Well, listen send, to send the, the quality. <laughs> This is uh, super deluxe, I think, isn't it? It's uh, 180 gram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is, yeah, this is like all your hipster Christmas presents in one. <laughs> well, they don't make them like that anymore, possibly for good reason. I feel a tear in my eye at the patriotic sounds. That's it for this time on Podcast from the Past. I'd very much like to thank my first class guests for sharing their postcards from their pasts. Eamon Ford and Viv Groskop. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Bye for now. You can see more postcards with their messages posted every day on Twitter. Do follow me at Past Postcard. And you can buy the book Postcard from the Past by me, Tom Jackson, at Amazon and all good booksellers. And if you're looking for podcast production, check out wardorstudios.co.uk.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.